0: welcome to another round of the football fridays in georgia podcast here at georgia public broadcasting thanks for accessing us, however you are doing so large device or small if you're sitting at uh, sitting at home sitting in your office in your car You have your phone, your whatever device plugged into your ears. If it's Bluetooth, however, thanks for hanging out with us for another week of the show. This week's guest, one of the coolest guys in the state. I'm excited. Maurice Freeman, the head coach of Brooks County, big win over Dublin. And uh, had to catch up with him and got to find out uh, really what it's been like this season, what it's been like to go from double A to single A, what the playoff run's been like. We get to ask him about some of his unsung heroes in, in your make the kid, that kid an offer question mm-hmm. that we always like to do. So it's, it's fun to catch up with him, caught up with him on his cell as he was bouncing back and forth from the school to, to the house and hopefully didn't disturb his lunch lunch hour too much.
1: Bring the hammer, baby.
0: Yes. that's And we got to the genesis of that, too. And it was uh, really cool to hear that story as well. So what do you think of last week in round two?
1: Man, you know what? I was going to ask you what your biggest takeaway is, and I'll tell you mine first. I was texting with Camden County head coach Bob Spire the other day. Yeah. And he said it the best. He said in all of his years of coaching, which is a lot, he reiterated, mm-hmm. he has never had a season like this. Yeah, And I think... He was just shocked that we've gotten this far. Yeah. And with only a few weeks away from the championships, Mm -hmm. less than three, I know. I just cannot get over the fact that day in and day out, our GPB crew is grinding it out. We're getting through these games. Mm -hmm. We've only had a few reschedules on our end. Yeah. And it's just been really seamless and the cooperation of everyone has been so great this has been one of my favorite seasons so far as john is knocking on every piece of wood that he can find (laughs) just because we've all come together as a gpp family to get these broadcasts done and how special it is for the the players and the coaches to be able to see it through.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that we do for those that uh, aren't necessarily aware is the best way that I can describe what we're doing on a weekend and week-out basis is kind of like what Fox did with their NASCAR coverage and what mm-hmm. NBC did with their NASCAR coverage. They had announcers in one location that was on-site in a studio. And the crew was still at site shooting it as a normal football game, but you basically have two setups. You have the setup here at Georgia Public Broadcasting at two hundred and sixty fourteenth, with you in a studio, with Wayne and Matt in a separate studio, mm-hmm. and then I'm on site listening to all of it. Yeah. And and basically, so think of it as me being doing like like a live shot for remote. In addition to being there and doing all the sideline and the the field anchoring and all that other kind of stuff. So it's having to do basically two productions at once. And I give a lot of credit top down to uh, Taya Ryan, our president and CEO, Kevin Gerkey, our sports director. uh, Everyone in engineering, everyone behind the scenes, everyone on the crew that you see in the credit list to make sure that this goes off every single week without a hitch. Everybody shit from me just gets an absolute tip of the hat from what they've been able to do this season to make sure that we do football Fridays every week.
1: And I know we keep talking about it, but it's still the story. I mean, that's the first thing that Coach Spire said is, Hannah, can you can you believe this season? I've never seen anything like it. I cannot believe that the playoffs are happening. I mean, it's still the story, and it still just amazes me. And I can't wait. Well, I mean, I can wait. I'm excited for the championships. <laughs> yes. But I'm interested to see once the championships are over and you and I have had a chance to get some sleep.
0: Yeah, come What?
1: what <laughs> how we're going to look back on this season and just be like, I can't believe we did that, but... Anyways, I digress. That's all right. Our round two matchup. Let me do a quick round two recap before we get to the quarterfinals. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. Uh We had the big matchup between two seed Lowndes and one seed North Cobb. The Vikings seemed to have control defensively, in my opinion, most of the game. But the Warriors' sophomore quarterback, Malachi Singleton, was outstanding. He never gave up. Mm -mm. So impressive to me, his will to fight through this one. It came down to the wire and singleton aired a few into the end zone that were almost caught yeah. with time running out a few breathless moments for everyone john including me yeah but he couldn't make the touchdown completion lounge won at 21 to 13 and will advance to play one seed milton in the quarterfinals the eagles took down archer 17 to 9 on friday a miss pat by north Cobb as well made it a bit lopsided but, man, was that a close one.
0: Well, yeah, and you had the, the defenses. You had two very talented quarterbacks, Jakari Brown, Malachi Singleton. Mm-hmm. We got to, to see those, and we get them each for – well, we get uh, Jakari Brown for one more year. We get Malachi Singleton for two more years.
1: I can't wait and to this, see what he can do. So
0: the the athleticism that you get to see from those two guys, 22, te- uh, 22 programs right now, I think, have offers out to Jakari Brown. Wow. And I think that number is going to increase slightly. But to to see all of that athleticism on display, to see the tough defense, to see and and what this season is all about, the third season, as I call it, it's about grinding out a result. And that's what Lowndes did. Lowndes hung around, hung around, hung around, and ground out a, a result, took advantage of some mistakes from North Cobb and ended up getting the getting the Duke, winning 21-13. Great win, and uh, once again, it was uh, great to see Lowndes up close and personal. I know that uh, Matt had had the chance to see them uh, at the beginning of the season. We got to see them on Football Fridays this past Friday night, so a great result for Lowndes in grinding it out against North Cobb.
1: Just pulled up Malachi's stats. It's so weird to see class of
0: 2023.
1: Uh huh. 205. It looks like he's gotten um, a few offers. Georgia Tech uh-huh. and Virginia Tech have uh-huh. some feelers out there for him. I think that's he's that's going to blow up by the time he becomes a senior. This page is going to be a lot more full. Yes. Um, But I was very impressed.
0: No doubt. And, and, you know, once again, Shane Queen with what they've been able to do there at North Cobb. Tremendous effort by mm-hmm. them this season as well. Looking forward to seeing some great things. From uh, the uh, from uh, Emory Sewell in the uh, next couple of seasons.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's do the whip around of the rest of the state. More than half of this year's 64 quarterfinal teams also made it to the quarters in 2019, which means there weren't a ton of surprises in round two, but if I can pick one out, it'd have to be Parkview. They defeated number six, East Coweta, 41 to 14. I just It's not that they won, just the margin yeah. of 41 to 14, a beatdown of a top-ranked opponent by the Panthers. They will now face Collins Hill, who got past Denmark in round two. Thoughts on that one, John? Yeah,
0: that, that one for me was one of the big surprises, and really the way that I, I'm looking at it is like you. It was the number. It was the margin that it was more than anything else. Uh, you know, a lot of folks. When you have a, a healthy, when you have a healthy running back who uh, uh, got to, to face the inquisition from the interviewer of the stars, Hannah Gooden. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when mm-hmm. you when you've got it. Yes. To, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no. When you when you see and they also took advantage of some mistakes from East Coweta too. Uh, There was a a quick score and then a fumble, I think, on the ensuing kickoff, which resulted in another quick score. There were three scores in quick succession. Scott Sickler was there helping me out with uh, coverage of that game, but taking advantage of mistakes. We saw it in our game. You see it in this one with Parkview. Parkview wins it and they move on.
1: I know there's not money lines in high school football, but I can tell you right now. Actually there are. Really?
0: There are. Especially at championship games. I've seen them. Is it legal? That I doubt very seriously, but I have actually seen those kinds of things happen.
1: Well, my point was, I doubt the margin was 27. That's all I've
0: got to say there. True, exactly.
1: <laughs> all right, let's work down the classifications here. In 6A, number three, Westlake had a bit of an upset over number five, Richmond Hill, the final score in that one, 55 to 13 the lions will now face alatoona who defeated decula another score the the shocker here is Mm -hmm. not the number three versus number five it's the score 55 to 13
0: exactly and i think that that's probably you know when you had a lot of favorites and i'll Mm -hmm. put that word in quotes win this past weekend in round two the margins of victory are the surprises that we saw here and this is another one of those examples
1: also in 6A, Langston Hughes punches its very first playoff ticket after beating Glen Academy 35 to nothing, blanking them out. The Panthers will now play Buford, who is coming off a win over Cambridge.
0: Yep, and 42-7. Buford's been in control uh, their, their first two playoff games, and it's going to be a tough one with Hughes and their defense. Hughes has not given up a point in the postseason, mm-hmm. and they it was 27-0 with Northside Warner Robins. 35 nothing with Glenn Academy. So if, uh, if you believe in numerology then it would be 43 nothing over Buford, but I don't think that's going to be the case.
1: In AAA, Coach Brad Harbor, y'all know he's mm-hmm. one of my favorite coaches mm-hmm. in this state. He can keep growing out that playoff beard <laughs> because Chris County blanked Richmond Academy thirty-six to nothing. The Cougars are now matched up against Cedar Grove. The Saints edged out Rockmart thirty to twenty-seven in triple overtime. Yep. That was a wild one. Excited for Coach Harbor and his team to get back at it, um, get another chance this year, hopefully at a championship. But man, that Rockmart game as well.
0: Yeah, and that was you had two great talents, uh, you know, going up against one another there. And Cedar Grove, remember, Cedar Grove mm-hmm. was the top-ranked team in AAA. So basically, what you've had is a win against Monroe Area on the road as a three seed. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Rockmart, one of the toughest environments to play, and you put out a result there in triple overtime against uh, against Rockmart and Javen Watley. And their offense and their stout defense as well for Parson. And now as a three seed, once again, hitting the road again. And you get another rematch of a championship yep. game.
1: But it's in the quarterfinals. I know. I know.
0: You get the quarterfinals where you have Cedar Grove packing it up for the third week in a row. You go to Monroe area. You go to Rockmart, And now it's pack a lunch, pack a dinner. And you're going to Cordille to take on Crisp in round three. Wild. Mm-hmm.
1: And finally, the last game on my list comes from Single A Public. Brooks County will advance to take on See? Washington Wilkes. Now there you here's go. my little here's my little tease. Uh-huh. They beat Dublin forty-one to seven, another insane margin at the shamrock bowl and i'm excited to get more in depth about that game with head coach maurice freeman later in the show john
0: well it's not going to be that much later because it's uh, about to be in like 60 seconds 60 seconds we (laughs) caught up with him on his lunch hour so he joined us by Uh. his cell as he was in transition from uh the school to his house so he could grab a bite to eat before the rest of his day kicked in so here is us catching up with coach freeman and the first question comes from
2: hannah
1: Hey, Coach. My first question is, what does practice look like this week?
2: Well, Monday is, uh, is an install day to prepare for our opponents. Um, so we, we've got an install period, special team period, and fundamentals, because you can never get enough fundamentals. Um, from there, we'll do a little teamwork, some inside work, outside work. and Then we'll finish with some more team and we'll end with special teams and sprints.
0: When you and I caught up a little, a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were talking about other things. But the first thing that I wanted to ask this go-round is uh, there are a lot of coaches that I'll talk to that actually can't believe that we've gotten to this particular point of the season and that we have gotten here as well as we have. When I ask you that question, do you, do you believe that we would have gotten to this point in the season?
2: Based on what is going on in the community and every community, I am certainly shocked that we've gotten this far. I'm thankful. I'm happy that we've gotten this far, but I'm really surprised that we got this far.
1: Well, you guys have gotten very far. You're 12-1 and on the year. The only loss was to Irwin County back on October 9th. Now the path through the playoffs. You got through three-seed Claxton and one-seed Dublin. What is your takeaway from those two games?
2: Well, uh, I think we maybe a little better than I thought we were. I thought we were a pretty good team. Maybe we're a little better than that, but um, I won't write that down on paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, But uh, I'm excited about it. Our guys are enthusiastic. They're playing hard. And the biggest part, they're enjoying it, and it's teaching them life lessons.
0: When it came to this game against Dublin, I know that when the brackets came out, a lot of folks were sitting there and they, they had that game circled if things were to come to pass, that Brooks County would be meeting Dublin in the second round of the playoffs. When the brackets came out, what was the response to everybody at Brooks County and in Quitman who were fans of the program that that, may, that, that game could have been a possibility?
2: Well, I immediately got on my phone and called James Brown and asked him because I Use his music. <laughs> he wanted to pay back. <laughs> but okay. I, I mean, it's just... we circled it. We circled that, that game and said, "Guys, we got to get there." We, you know, they took they they, they took that state title from us. We got to see if we've improved. So we need to see them to solve that. And then the only way we can see them see them is to continue to win. And the only way we can solve it is to beat them.
1: That game was one of my top games on my list of games to watch. Not only did you beat them, you beat them 41 to 7 at the Shamrock Bowl. What was the team's reaction after the game?
2: They were bouncing around like crazy, very <laughs> happy excited about it. Fans were excited about it. I'm sure that Dublin was very very shocked. Um and and nobody thought that I'm sure no one thought that we could play with Dublin and and in, in the the famous wing-T offense. Um, but we got a chance to prove ourselves.
0: How hard is it to play assignment football and to prepare for something like the Delaware Wing T or any kind of an offense that you don't see, you know, with clinch the Notre Dame box or with Chatco the Notre Dame box and with Dublin it's the, the Delaware Wing T. How difficult is it to prepare for something that you don't see week in and week out?
2: It is a lot of eye candy, just like little kids. Little kids see candy, they're stopping their tracks. All of us see cake, we'll stop in our tracks. Men see a gorgeous woman, we just about stopping in our tracks. So a tee offense, the Delaware, a single box, all those type of offenses are something you don't see and they will shock you. And if you don't stick to your guns, they'll cause you a lot of trouble.
1: Taking a look ahead to this Friday, you'll be facing Washington Wilkes, who got through one seed Bowden and three seed Taylor County. What are your thoughts on the matchup, and and what are you looking for?
2: Very large team. I'm glad they got a a four-and-a-half-hour ride. (laughs) 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 Um, They've got some skilled kids that are very, very impressive. Um, But it's North Georgia or Northeast Georgia versus South Georgia. So I know they're a physical football team, but we need to know, are they as physical as we are in South Georgia? Are they as fast as we are? So it's a classic matchup and spread team, big quarterback with a nice arm, a lot of receivers that can fly. So we'll see what happens.
0: Has anything about this season about your team surprised you or have you been pleasantly surprised all the way through about how your team has grown into this particular week?
2: Well, I guess you could say the, the, the big win against Clinch, I thought it would be a low-scoring game a big win against Dublin. I thought it would be a low-scoring game. Those two were shockers to me. I'm glad we won. I thought we were possibly the better team, but I didn't think the score would be that lopsided. So that those two are shockers.
1: Speaking of surprises, is there a player on your team that surprised you? We do this thing called Make That Kid an Offer on our Recruiting 2020 show, and we like to shine light on players that don't have offers or maybe need more offers. Is there a kid on your team that really stands out to you?
2: Yes, my quarterback, um, Tate Burris, five ten, five eleven on a great day, um, has no offers at this time. Big arm, smart kid, you know, and and naturally, uh, shorter quarterbacks don't get the looks that a six four, six five guy gets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think some schools need to bring him in and, and give him personal workouts and see how talented this young man really is.
0: I was going to ask, what is it about him that may not necessarily be? a part of the package but what about the whole package on the field off the field what makes him that solid talent that's there for you even if he is uh, altitudinally challenged at quarterback as they say
2: The young man can take hard coaching uh, That that is one thing he's good at he, he wants information he wants input all the time he's a tough guy you know he can run the ball well he throws the ball well he thinks he's a thinker he does a good job there and he has great leadership qualities He's been through some hard things in his life, sickly sickly mother, and um, having to be just about a dad to his younger brother and sister. And he makes no excuses about any of that. He comes to work with that, 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 um, that work pail every day, that lunch pail every day. And he gives us everything he has, and he also will play hurt.
1: What about some of your other playmakers? I'll give you the floor to brag on some of your some of your guys.
2: Well, um, Jay Sean Baker, which people are finally finding out who he is, I think he leads the state in sacks, and um, this is another spread team, so I expect him to do a great job on Friday, mm-hmm. um, six, 162, 190 pounds. Uh, he's got some 1AA um, schools looking at him, but I think he is a Division One outside linebacker. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but that kid has a lot of talent. Uh, um, Brian Priest is another that's an inside linebacker that's really a strong safety on the next level. Um, he has a couple of small college offers. I just think those young men uh, um, have not had the look that they should have had. But as we continue to play, you have no choice but to notice them, so I'm hoping it will pan out for them.
0: Maurice Freeman, the head coach of Brooks County, hanging out with us for another couple of minutes here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. One of the things I know that a lot of folks are drawn to when it comes to watching Brooks County football is the hammer, and it's part of the mantra and the fabric of what you have built there, that Brooks County – when, it means, when you mean to bring the hammer, we all know what that means, but where did the genesis of that come from, and especially bringing that sledge and planting it at the 50 every week in and week out?
2: Well, technically, we planted on the 49. <laughs> we can't <laughs> plant it on the 50. True, <laughs> good point. There was a huge ruckus in, in Dublin about where we could put the hammer. The head coach was a little upset that we even had the audacity to bring it on his field. Oh, man. It, nothing, it has nothing to do with the other team. It has everything to do with Brooks County and our ability to strike you hard offensively, defensively, and special team-wise. It is our, It shows our ability to be willing to outwork you, to work harder than you, to run faster than you, to run longer than you, and have the endurance that, that we think that you don't have. So it's all, it's all about Brooks County and our ability to swing as hard as we can, to run as hard as we can, to explode as hard as we can into our opponents for four quarters. And we don't think you'll be able to do the same thing.
1: Well, it certainly did its job on Friday. That's for sure. My last question for you is, I know you were on the road, but what does football mean to Quitman when you have a home game? What Describe what the atmosphere is like.
2: Oh, man. We have our own personal DJ. He's ready when we get there. He plays the champions here for us. A lot of fans that are feeding us, you know, on a regular basis. We got quite a few of them that come to practice to make sure our kids okay. This community, if our guys are somewhere racing and cutting the fooling cars, I'm gonna get a phone call. If they think they're out somewhere that they don't have any business being, I'm gonna get a phone call. They truly care about these kids, from the pharmacists to the police to the educators to the common people that are just in this city that are just proud of. them they do the same thing. They look out for these young men and make sure that they're doing the right things and make sure they work hard being a Brooks County Trojan.
0: Last question that I've got for you is with reclassification, you go down from double A to single A. This season, what has been the biggest adjustment for Brooks County, whether it's the high school, the community, the football team, you as a coach, the coaching staff, what's been the biggest adjustment that you've had to make going from double A to single A and being in one of the toughest regions in the state all over again?
2: There's no adjustment at all. Um, And I made sure that by giving ourselves a tough non-region schedule with Cook County, Cairo, which was the first time in the history of Brooks County we'd ever beat them, and still playing Thomasville on our schedule, and Mitchell County has a great non-region game that just got put out of the playoffs. So uh, the non-region is going to be just as tough as the region. We were in 1AA last year, which was a very tough region, just as tough as the region we're in right now. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no problem. And Dublin and Meadow followed us down to single A, so hey, uh, it's, it's the same to me.
0: Well, Coach, thanks for hanging out with us, I know, especially on your lunch hour. So uh, go get some lunch and uh, make it a good one and, and make sure that you, uh, you, you pet that puppy of yours for me, okay?
2: No doubt. Lunch on you today.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Be good. I'll catch up soon. Bring the hammer. Yes, uh, sir. Bring the hammer. I Love it. I love how he ends that interview every single time on the phone, every single text. Bring the hammer. Bring the hammer. Bring the hammer. Love that. Now, during that interview, uh, I sent Hannah a picture And it was because it was texted to me by Coach Freeman. And so, uh, of course, I felt compelled to send it to (laughs) Hannah. So, Hannah, if you would, please describe the photograph that I texted to you.
1: Well, I had to mute my mic because (laughs) this photo made me tickled. It's Coach Freeman with the hammer, Uh which it's not like a traditional hammer. It's a giant hammer. It's a
0: giant sledge. It's a 25-pound sledge.
1: You know? wooden base and then it's got the the big the big hammer on top but his facial expression i mean he's he's in the locker room and it's a dark picture with the light shining up on his face and his facial expression is just like uh-huh lego uh- <laughs> Oh, it's a great picture.
0: Yeah, so I had it's a fantastic picture, and it came to us uh, from our friends at In the Game Magazine and ITG Next when they were doing their season preview. And so, yeah, so that one was sent. I, I could not resist sending that to you just to show you all about bringing the hammer.
1: had to the the facial expression says it all and they brought the hammer let me don't just sing
0: it bring it is basically what it is all right so you had questions of me
1: i we talked about my games from round two before we turn the page Mm -hmm. what were some of your biggest surprises from round two
0: well once again we get into margins valdosta Mm -hmm. knocking off evans by 37 44 7 that was another big one um the fact that Hughes shut out Glen Academy on the road. And this is once again, this was a road game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hughes goes to Glen Memorial Stadium and shuts out Glen Academy 35 0. That was another big one for me. Uh, Ware County was in a tight one. They were up 28 25 against Creekside. Then they scored three touchdowns in a row. Game over. They won 49 25 in 5A. Uh, Let's see Coffee once again Getting on the road They were down early To Stars Mill Came back to win that one In 5A 24-9 So low left Coffee is uh, Really Doing what we anticipate That they're going to do Once again Any place, anytime Anywhere Twice on Tuesday And if it's at 2.15 in the afternoon We'll skip weight class And go out and meet you wherever That's just what Robbie Pruitt and the Trojans do Uh, Class 4A This one was in a monsoon I don't know if you saw the photos Anything going on On the coast I have not Absolute monsoon Benedictine and Cairo went back and forth for a while, but then Benedictine put the pedal down. They beat Cairo. They almost doubled in 45-23. Riverdale puts up a big number on Northwest Whitfield on the road. Jefferson shutting out Hateville Charter and, and, and 4A. That was another one. 35-0 there. Cedartown, a big number. Bainbridge shuts out Islands, and we talked about last week, travel, travel, travel. Once again, it's going to be a part of that the dynamic that we have on Countdown to Kickoff. Islands, pack a lunch, pack a dinner, pack a n- midnight snack. Bainbridge got the big win, winning by 43. Appling County put 61 on Upson Lee in AAA. Uh, GAC shuts out North Hall. Peach County put 59 on Thompson by the wow. time it was done. Pierce County shut out Central Macon. You'd mentioned and ARC and the triple overtime game with Cedar Grove and Rockmart. Double-A, Rabin County with a shutout. Bleckley County, again, as a four.
1: I know. I was going to talk about that one, Knocks
0: too. off Vidalia mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in round one. Then they knock off. Early County in round two, 41-7. Fannin County, another one of the teams I want to talk about. Chad Cheatham, oh yeah, did a grit has doing a great job up there and uh, beat Heard County twenty one fourteen. So they advanced as well. So a great story with Fannin County and uh, Jeffco beat Jeff Davis. Uh, surprise! There will be there will be another helmet added on Wednesday on Ooh, Countdown to Kickoff. I make a note. So we're, we're going to be adding another helmet on on Countdown to Kickoff as well, and you know a lot of other games that we you know, we talked about what happened with Brooks and Dublin. Clinch went on the road, beat Pelham. Lincoln County got another win. Irwin County shut out Wilcox, Old Region rivals there. So that's just some of the highlights. And uh, where's everything better? In Metter. Because they beat Mitchell County by 41-49-8.
1: Warner Robbins defeated yeah. Woodward Academy 30-7. to seven. That I was, was suppor- 7-7 early. I was surprised about that game. What about it? I don't know. I just thought Woodward Academy.
0: Well, I mean, it was 7-7 at one point, yeah. and then Warner Robbins just put the pedal down and won it the, with the margin that they did. So. Yeah. Uh, once They've again. got a
1: tough test against BT.
0: See now, I wouldn't that want to like be tra- playing that in that game. It sounds like a transitional element to me, young lady. Does it? Yeah, I think so. How so? Because you because you're talking about <laughs> games this upcoming weekend.
1: <laughs> okay, well let's preview our game. <laughs> if, if, if that's the if oh okay okay I see what you did there. I see what you did there. All right, uh, okay. well that's definitely a game that that I've got my eye on. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you what games you're watching. All of them. But let me preview our quarterfinal matchup, which features two of the top ranked teams in Class 7A. Number two, Colquitt County, at number three, Norcross. Yes, to getting the Packers on our air. Colquitt County is 9 0 in the region champion of. Region 1, the Packers are coached by Justin Rogers. They defeated Brookwood 49-3 to in the first round, then Walton 35-12 to in the second round.
0: Yep, and they've had to do it without uh, Xavier Williams, mm-hmm. who's out with a knee injury. So they're having to do it in different ways. They had a couple of defensive scores this week, too.
1: Nice. Norcross 12-0 have a few more games under their belt because of COVID mm-hmm. reasons. Yep. They're the champion of Region 7. The Blue Devils are coached by Keith Malouf they defeated South Forsyth 47 to 20 in the first round and then Roswell 40 to 20 47 to 20 and then 40 to 20 wow they are high uh-huh. scoring yep. in the second round this will be the third meeting between these two teams both in the semifinals of the playoffs so one game, one game shy of that. Yep. Norcross won 14 to nine in 2013 and 41 27 in 2012. So Cockwit will be looking for some revenge.
0: Revenge, she says. Okay. So uh, other games you got your eye on, other than all of them, which is my standard answer.
1: Let me pull up my brackets. Okay,
0: well, here, here's here's what I'm looking at just across the board. Valdosta, Carrollton, and 6A. Valdosta's mm-hmm. on the road again. This is like the early years of when Rush Probst was at Caulkwood County. Get mm-hmm. into the playoffs, make your hay, get the wins, do them on the road, do your best. Valdosta and Carrollton. Uh, Lee County and River Ridge. River Ridge is another great story, mm-hmm. continuing to win after their first region title. They get the home game. Lee County and River Ridge going to be a tough test for River Ridge. Uh, Cartersville in, at Ware County. And that one's going to be a tough one because Cartersville, uh, after the the clash of styles they had with St. Pius, pack a lunch, pack a dinner, maybe a midnight snack, having to go to Waycross. That one's going to be fun. Coffee and Calhoun, two, three seeds mm-hmm. making their way through in 5A. Uh, Warner Robins, BT, you mentioned that one. If Warner Robins wins and if Jones County wins at home against Eastside, you'd have a semifinal involving uh, Mike Chastain, the head coach of Jones County, mm-hmm. and his former team that he took to the championship game and lost to Bainbridge at Mercedes-Benz Stadium a couple of years ago, in Warner Robins. So you'd have uh, that subplot on the right-hand side of the bracket. What else is on your mind?
1: Hughes at Buford. Yeah, um, that's going to be an awesome one. Hughes is 11 and one, the number two seed from Region Four Six A. Buford 10 and one, number one seed from Region Eight Six A. This is the team's first meeting, and obviously, I said before Hughes's first time here punching their ticket to the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. that's going to be a really good matchup. I'm always rooting for an underdog. so
0: yeah, yeah. and with uh, being a very, very young school, and I mean mm-hmm. that in every sense of the word, you know, Hughes has been built by defense. and the early you know projections, if you believe in these kinds of things, early projections, have it as a tight game, have Hughes coming out on top 23 sixteen courtesy of our friends at Maxwell. So it'll be interesting to see how that one comes to the fore.
1: One more. West site at Grayson. Did you mention that one? No, I did not. I'm um, um, just, you know... Jake Garcia in Mm -hmm. in the quarterfinals and and the championships, he just decommitted to USC.
0: Color me shocked.
1: John Nelson called this, ladies and gentlemen. I interviewed Jake Garcia. From his car. From his car. (laughs) And I asked him at the very end of the interview, you know, are you warming up to Miami? Maybe an SEC school? Oh, no. No, no, no. He said... Absolutely not. Absolutely I'm not. planning on early enrolling.
0: I'm enroll. I'm early enrolling. He at basically Cal. was like, I'm
1: already enrolled. Uh-huh. And I said, Okay, I just had to ask yeah. for John Nelson because John Nelson, from the very beginning, since he even stepped foot in Georgia, has mm-hmm. said that man is not going
0: to USA. It's an audition for schools on the eastern side of the Mississippi River. All right, exactly... I know you called
1: it. I was like, "John, he said he he said he was basically on campus."
0: See, now this would be the point where our intrepid and mm-hmm. uh, irreplaceable producer Sean Powers would bring in the rant from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross and insert it here into the show. <laughs> A always this is uh, Alec Baldwin one of the yeah. best soliloquies in the history of movies in American cinema. A always B B C closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. Get them and I'm I'm shortening it. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted, and that is the approach that I have always had when it comes to National Signing Day. Until that fax is sent into that school, ain't nothing happening with nobody. You can say, Hannah, you could sit there and say that you're going to be the Prime Minister of Greenland.
1: Ooh, and until and
0: until you sign the paperwork where you are the Prime Minister of Greenland, it ain't happening for me.
1: Quick fact on my family, my great, 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 great grandfather was the Prime Minister of England for like six months. Nice. I I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got fired or killed or whatever happened back then, but fun fact.
0: Hashtag fun fact. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, back to
1: Jay Garcia. (laughs) It's Monday, guys. I've only had my cup and a half of coffee. So. Which
0: which has already been downed and destroyed. Oh, so, uh, Before we go, uh, really quick in uh, four, three, two, and 1, uh, Riverdale has to go to Benedictine, Carver, Columbus, and Jefferson, Bainbridge, Cedartown, Marist, Perry. Great clashes of styles there. And AAA, Appling County goes to GAC, Peach County, and Oconee County. Once again, that game could still be playing by the time we're back next week. Uh, Carver, Atlanta, and Pierce, big road trip for Carver, Atlanta, having to go to Blackshear, Cedar Grove, and Crisp. We talked about that. Double-A, Thomasville and Callaway, Bleckley and Rabin. So Bleckley, big mems. Big mems. And Gunnar Stockton going against one Mm, another in the quarters. That's going to be a good one. Fitzgerald and Fannin, great story there for Fannin County. We talked about that. Bremen and Jeffco, Class A private. Eagles Landing Christian Prince Avenue. Last time these two played it was 119 points on the board. Wow, 6257. So I we'll thought you were going to say
1: 119 years ago.
0: No, uh, 119 <laughs> points on the board. Wesley and Savannah Christian, GWA <laughs> Calvary Day Fellowship and Trinity Christian in public Warren County and Meader, Irwin County Commerce. Irwin County has to go on the road this time. Okay, Clinch and Lincoln, Washington Wilkes and Brooks.
1: We only have two more
0: podcasts left for the championships. Well, before the championships, and then we come back and wrap it up after we're done.
1: No, I know, but... That's just kind of crazy. Time, time's flying. Yes,
0: it is. And Time I'm going to keep hitting. I'm going to keep hitting. I'm going to keep hitting. Uh, whatever this is, formica, because this is fake not wood. wood. This is not wood. It's formica. We'll pretend. But uh, <laughs> once again, recruiting 2020 Friday night, seven mm-hmm. o'clock, where we get to catch up with everything going on in the recruiting world. Kickoff of Colquitt and Norcross slightly after seven thirty. Recruiting 2020 airs after the game is over. Then the game airs after recruiting 2020 re airs. So it's a, a full Friday night for everybody. Coaches around the state tell me all the time that they will go home and they will watch our stuff because they're still, you know, they're still jazzed after their own games. They watch the replays of all of our stuff when they get home.
1: Oh, I love it. And everybody else can watch the replays too. If you've missed any of those Recruiting 2020 shows, go to gbb.org slash sports. And there you can find our On Demand page and you can watch all those. You can also re-watch our games as well on the Facebook On Demand.
0: Yep. Spot. gpbgpb.org the gpb sports app like friend be a part of the conversation facebook twitter instagram and youtube so uh good to see you great to see you too once again it's good (laughs) to catch up with maurice freeman down there at brooks county and find out all about bringing the hammer as they did to the shamrock bowl for the irreplaceable producer sean powers for hannah i'm just john played safe everybody enjoy the game